You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And as you know, in this podcast, we're all about separating fact from fiction as it pertains to the hot wife, cuckold, and interracial lifestyles. So today is a very special episode for me. Even though I haven't known these two people very long, it feels like I've known them forever. They're really, really good people, and you've heard them on some of my other episodes, but I haven't had an opportunity to, like, to formally introduce them yet and tell their story. So today I'm going to be telling their story and sharing their journey with you. So please uh, share in this moment with me and give a warm welcome to my friends, Mr. and Mrs. Mocha. Won't you guys say hey to my listeners? Hey. Hello. Thanks for having time. us on, Mike. Okay, so that's, that's more like <laughs> you was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so don't worry, you know she'll liven up in a second. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not worried about her. <laughs> yeah, you just said hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hey, look, Mike. We talk. We talk all day, every day. You know what this? Is. You know what's about to happen. Yeah, we, we, got, we got we got thousands of people listening right now, though. You know, you over there sounding well, like, I, you over there sounding like Twan. <laughs> <laughs> you pay for that one, pal. <laughs> so anyway, like I said, uh, you know, a lot of my listeners are already familiar with you guys from the, the you know the, the splash episodes that we did. And you know, for those who don't know yet, I met Mr. and Mrs. Mocha at uh, the last splash. In Atlanta, you know, we kicked it the whole the whole weekend, and, and you know, had some really good times. And you know, just it's one of the things that I enjoy so much about the lifestyle is when you meet quality people, and they definitely fit that bill. So it's it's my honor, I'm saying, and my privilege to to be able to be the one telling their story and kind of giving up giving the people a better idea of who Mr. and Mrs. Mocha are. So I actually want I'm not to sure they're ready for that. Oh, no, they, my, my, my listeners are ready. <laughs> Remember you asked for it. Yeah, yeah, my, my, my listeners stay ready. <laughs> they've, been, they've, been with, they've been rocking with me long enough. They know how I do. But um, so just to kind of give uh, my listeners just a kind of a, a, a brief synopsis. Uh, how long have you guys been together? How long have you been married? And how old are you both? Um, Rude to ask a woman her age. Well, I don't like, care. I'll be okay. forty-three July tenth. <laughs> I'm thirty. I'm thirty-nine, and we have been together eleven years, and we've been married five. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, a question that I want to ask you, Mister Mook. I just love always asking the husbands this question. First time you saw her, when was the first time you saw her? Like, even if you didn't speak to her the first time you saw her, would do you remember about the very first time you laid eyes on Mrs. Mocha? The first thing, uh, the first thing I remembered about her was the, the fire in her eyes. 
she's just full. She's just so full of life. And you could just tell there was like, there was just, there's just an animal back there that just wants to get out. You can, you can, you, you've been around it. You can feel her energy, right. her energy just, it was just a fire. I, that's the first thing I noticed. She was just so full of life. I mean, like in what context, like, were you out somewhere? Were you in a store, in a gym? No, the first time I met her, she came to my house. <laughs> she came and played pool <laughs> with, with, uh, and a friend. No um, one's surprised. I invited her over to play pool. So she came over and played pool. And, um, like I said, as soon as she walked in the door, you know, she's got this huge smile and this, this almost teenage curiosity and, and level of excitement in her eyes. And I, I think at that point, it's very, it was always very hard to intrigue me, but she intrigued me day one. Day one, second one. So that, that was mm-hmm. my first impression of her. See, not, mm-hmm. not even making me tell her stuff she's not supposed to know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Mrs. Mocha, what do you remember about that initial <clears throat> encounter? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me the same question. Um, I was like very um, like I was excited to meet him and be there. He was very touchy-feely, which I liked and I normally did not like, so it was weird. Mm-hmm. So I guess that you can say there was a, a a really good connection the first time we met. Or he was just trying to get some vagina. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> so, I guess, yes. So, so I guess it's fair to say that you were kind of feeling each other from the onset. Or the outset, I oh yeah, say. for sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll for sure. He was he was very he was very just like even like when we chatted before we met, he was very. Um, I used to describe him as like Rico Suave, because he was very like suave in his his the things that he says and the way that he said them. So I was already intrigued before I got there, and then I got there, and I was like, "There's no way this dude is really like that." And then. He really was, and I was like, "Oh, well, oh shit, this might be a problem." <laughs> and just because I, I didn't go over this uh, initially, just to kind of let my listeners know to kind of set the scene, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mocha are an interracial stag vixen couple. So, for those who are not yet acquainted with them through their appearances on the on the podcast, just to kind of set the scene. So, Mr. Mocha, just to kind of learn a little bit more about you. Before, before there was a Mrs. Mocha, how did you find your way into this lifestyle? Um, so my very first experience was with a coworker and his wife. Um, I'd known her for a few years, and I got divorced and from my first wife. And maybe a year after that, we were we were going out. We go out, you know, probably. The, the whole team would go out on a regular basis. So one night we're out and we're all, we're all pretty, pretty drunk. We've been drinking and he walks up to me and, and he says, Hey, uh, my wife likes you. And his wife was probably at the time, maybe 40, 
45, 46, but phenomenal shape. She worked out like an animal. And most of the, most of, most of us went to the same gym and like all the guys at the gym would always look at her and just drool over. Her. And so when he says she likes me, I'm like, dude, I've known her. I like her too. But he said, no, no, she likes you. And I'm like, yeah, I like her too. He, and he grabbed me by the shoulders. He put both hands on his shoulders and like looked me in the eye and said, no, she likes you. And so of course my first thought is like, dude, I have never done anything disrespectful. I'm like, dude, I've never tried to do anything with your wife. He's like, no, 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 no. We're okay with that. We're okay with that. And then my next thought is like, wait, are you, like, are you, are you trying to try to have sex with me? I'm like, dude, I, I don't like dudes. He was like, no, 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 no. So you was real dense. He was like, <laughs> listen, it, it was, I mean, it was 100% rookie season. And so, um, he's like, listen, calm down. We're swingers. And I've heard of swingers, but I've never met a swinger. And I said, okay, what does this mean? Well, how about we go back to our place and you know, you can, fuck my wife. And I was like, uh, my heart's beating probably a thousand miles an hour, but I always try to be cool in situations and I'm trying to act like I'm not completely freaked the fuck out, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm completely freaked the fuck out. But this lady was fine. I'm like, uh, okay. Do you have cats at your house? He's like, yes, I'm allergic to cats. I'll die in the middle of sex. So we can go to my place. So we go back to my place and it was just so weird at first. Like it was the first time in my life. I mean, I was in my early twenties. It was the first time in my life that I had to give my penis a pep talk, you know, because like I'm there and I'm saying to myself, we have to work together. What if this guy freaks out when I start fucking his wife, I'm butt naked. What if he wants to fight? Like I'm, I'm all these things are going through my head and you know, but your penis didn't care. You're well, no, at, the, at the moment, my penis <laughs> cared. But I had to talk to him like, listen, you know, I've known this guy for years. Besides, I'm an athlete. I can take him. If it comes to this. So, you know, we, so we get comfortable, start playing with her. And next thing I know, I'm in the game. So I played with her that day. And then after that, they take me to a few weeks later, you know, he's like, dude, you can't tell anybody at all. And I'm like, I will never tell ever, ever, ever. Don't you worry. I will never tell this secret until this podcast. Uh, I didn't say their name, <laughs> so it doesn't count. <laughs> so a few weeks later, they invite me to a party and we pull up to um, a mansion in the outskirts of Atlanta, get inside, and there's like, there's a real party. This house is huge. There's an upstairs, there's, you know, you have the upstairs, you have the main floor and you have the basement. There's a bartender on each floor level and I'm looking and then it starts dawning on me like, I'm literally the only black dude here. So we go down to the basement and when we walk down there, I'm looking down the basement because it's, the place is huge. Mm-hmm. And I see like three topless women just having a conversation. And I'm like, 
please let this be a swingers party. Please let this be a swingers party. So his wife goes down and brings the women back. And they, they say something to the effect of, why do you still have clothes on? So there's guys, that, like my buddy sits down with a group of guys on, on a, a sofa and they're talking. And they're, the, the women are talking to me and his wife's saying, oh, this is the guy I told you about. And they're like, why do you still have clothes on? So, you know, once again, trying to be calm, heart beating out of my chest. I'm like, well, you still have clothes on. That was just my bluff right. so that I didn't have to take any clothes off. Oops. So they just start. <laughs> Side note. Down. Side note. <clears throat> Mr. Mocha is not as keen on being naked as I am yeah, until he's in like in the until he's it's time for the penis to come out. My penis is like a gun. If I pull it out, <clears throat> I'm using it. That's a true story. Yeah. So they they strip naked and I'm like fuck. So Side note, I, remind, I start taking. Remind me never to go to the sauna with you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll have a towel on. <laughs> so they so I, I'm starting to unbutton my shirt and like I'm trying not to shake. I am trying my best not to shake. It, you know me well enough to know that there are not many things that frighten me. I was scared as hell. So now I'm I'm starting to take my clothes off and then one of the ladies goes, Oh, by the way, these are husbands. So now there are three dudes sitting there smoking cigars, talking to my friend, looking at us, like they're looking at us, but they're engaged in conversation. So their wives are like touching me and they're naked. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, this is really weird. And so the guys are like, Hey, how's it going? Like, you know, go ahead, you know, have fun with them. So you know, I, I take my clothes off, still trying not to shiver. And these three women are like, it was a real life porno scene. But the, the thing that was hilarious to me is I'm, I'm having sex with these women and their husbands are cheering them on. This was the first time I'd ever been in a situation where I hear a group of white men saying, honey, you like that big black cock, don't you? Or like... Yeah, yeah, like they're like literally, it's like a cheerleading section, 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 and I'm because you know I'm very easily entertained. I laugh at the worst times, so I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to lose my erection, and I'm sitting here being blown away at the fact that I'm having sex with four women, and all their husbands, the three dudes plus my buddy, are sitting on the couch cheering them on. Plus, there's people everywhere. There's like, I realized that I was the star of a show and a 20 something year old BBC. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I didn't know anything about this at this point. And so side note at the time I worked full time as a massage therapist. We worked, her husband and I worked in the same, um, salon spa. So, as a massage therapist, after that party for maybe two years, like all the ladies would buy a gift certificate, quote unquote, for me to massage each other. So that was like, I was their gift to each other. So the husbands would buy a massage for me for their wife as a gift. It was just- Was it a happy ending? Oh, 
Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I'm judging you right now. I, I deserve to be judged. I'm so judging you. And I like it. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, that was that was my introduction. So let me ask you this. At what point did you start to take the range yourself? Because it sounds like in the beginning, you know, your buddy introduced you, you know, hey, come here, I mean, I want you to have fun with my wife. And then they take you to a party. And then there's a massage therapy. So everything is kind of coming to you. When did you get to the point where you started to say, okay, let me try to navigate these waters myself? And like, when was the first time where you did something because you initiated it? Well, the, the strange thing is because I had a huge group of people for a couple of years that it was just, you know, somebody called, hey, you want to come hang out my wife or I'm out of town, you want to come by or, you know, you want to go keep the wife company while I'm out of town, things like that. So, like, I, I didn't have to work for it because mm-hmm. it was just there. So I didn't even know at that time that there was, a place to find this. And my first introduction to a, once I went to a swing club for the first time, and at the time I also did part-time private security. So day day job was massage therapy, night job was part-time private security. There's a group that I would do private security for that will come into Atlanta um, every couple of months. And after I've been working for them for a while, they said, "Hey, you've been working with for working with working with us for a while, so there's we like to do some other things." So they take me to a place in Atlanta at the time called Too Risque, and it was right across the street from Trapeze, and. I go into this place and it's like, uh, you walk in and you see like a glory hole room, a foyer room, you see floggers, you see, it was just sensory overload. And I was doing security at the time. So I've got this group of guys. So the first time I went there and they would have, these guys would have, (laughs) Ten thousand dollar night escorts, each one of them. So it'd be five or six guys with an escort. But these guys were um, fans of the uh, booger sugar. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. So the, at that time, they had like the guys get like a whole like private area, and the guys would all be drugged up, and they couldn't get their dicks up. So. Finally, you know, the second time I went, the guy goes, listen, we're too high to fuck these women. And we're paying a lot of money to have them there. And don't judge me for this, okay? And he was like, what do you think? you Girls, you want them to fuck you? And side note, these guys are all like the most <laughs> uncouth, out of shape, <laughs> wealthy people you've ever seen. So the ladies were happy to let me play with them. And then it got to the point where I would do it in front of people. And then I, that's how I was introduced to a swingers club. So after that, I decided to venture out and go there by myself. And when I went there by myself, that's when I decided, okay, I need to learn more about this lifestyle because whatever these people have going on, 
I want it. And so that was the start of it for you. I was trying to, far, well, far, I, thought like, I thought I put you to sleep for a second. Oh, no, 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 Okay, so to kind of switch the attention to uh, to Miss Mocha a little bit, how did this all enter? Like, did you know anything about any of this before meeting Mr. Mocha? Oh, hell no. I was like a, like, inner freak, but the most, like, vanilla person that you've ever met, like waiting for the hoe to come out is the best way to describe that. Like, no joke. I rescued the hoe. You did. Because I met Mr. Mocha and I was like, he started. Call me Captain Save a Hoe. Oh <laughs> from the beginning, he was very, he was honest, like from like our second date about what he did, what he was into. And I mean, it was, very refreshing. I, I, I still thought, kind of thought just because, you know, I had my own shit. I, I thought he was full of shit. I'm like, there's no way this shit exists. But here we are today. <laughs> all right. So got the story of how you both got started in order. So one of the things that I'm curious about, because uh, Mr. Mocha, one of the things that you and I talked about is we both come at this from the perspective of I don't I don't meet a lot of black men in this lifestyle who are stags. And so one of the things that I'm always curious about is when did those thoughts creep into your mind? Like it's one thing to you know be the bull and be the guy that's you know involved in the threesome and that kind of thing and you know these guys you know they're sending their wives to you and all of that. Like that's that that part kind of comes kind of easy. When did the the notion get planted in your mind of, hey, I, I, I like the position that they're in. It would be cool to kind of be on, on that side of the coin. Like, how did that form for you? I don't think I understand the question. The position they're in? When you, okay, like the husbands. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing the husbands enjoying watching their wives play. Like, when did that idea, when did that seed get planted in your own head that, you thought like that that it. was something that you would like to experience or try, like, or how did that even come about <clears throat> where you were able to be in a position to you. watch her play and get pleasure from it? So, I mean, that's my nature. In my nature, I'm a very fair person. Um, I, I've never, I've never been a jealous person. And like, I'm one of those people, if I taste something that tastes really good, I want you to taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it was, it wasn't, it was never a foreign thought to me to think that if I like to have sex with other women, why would a woman not want to have sex with other men? So it was never, for me, it was, it's just all about. But were you always happy like your dick was? always hard if you saw your other person fucking absolutely i mean that's all the it's always turned me on the thought of the thought of I, yeah i guess the thought, there's there's never for me there's never been that place in my head where i said oh wow well, I, well, I think i should be able to fuck another woman but the woman i'm with should accept that and she should be able to fuck other men like that's never 
my brain has never even functioned like that. So you've always so, been pretty much just wide open from the, like, did you think that way before that first experience? Or you, is that when you started thinking about it? Like, okay, if I wind up getting with somebody, this is going to have to be equal. No, I mean, I've, I've always thought about thought like that. Even my first wife, um, my first wife, I encouraged, you know, we, we would talk about things and I've always been a very sexual person. So I was always the kind of person where if she saw a guy that looked good, I'm like, you know, look at him. Because if I see a woman that looks good, I'm going to tell you. And we all have desires and urges. So I was comfortable with trying to encourage her, although she wasn't very open sexually. Like I have tried to encourage her to act on those urges. And like I said, I was never a jealous person. It just wasn't me. So to me, to me, it was very natural. To me, I think the way that the jealousy that other people experience or the fact that there's guys who, there's the guys who say, okay, well, me and my wife will fuck another woman, but she can't fuck another guy. To me, that was just unnatural to me. Like, dude, you're, you're a selfish piece of shit. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's how I thought. That's, like, a little that's, how, that's how I thought. Now, now I understand being a lifestyle that people play a certain way, but getting into it when I first met people who did that, where I'd see a husband and a wife play with a woman, but the woman couldn't play with another man. Like, I just thought it was very selfish. Why should you get to experience another person and she can't? So to me, it just came down to uh, a husband being insecure and him being afraid to lose him being afraid that his wife was going to experience a level of pleasure that he couldn't provide. So at that time, I just thought that any, any man who would want it and couldn't offer it was just selfish. And I was just never that kind of person. Well, and I think now too, we just understand better that everybody just has their own dynamics and what turns them on. Yeah. I mean, now, mm-hmm. now I know that, but when I first got into it, when no, I first met couples who played like that, I was like, man, yeah. No, you're not wrong. There's, you're there's, there's, there's a lot of selfishness out there, though. <laughs> you know, I I mean, totally I agree with both. There's, there's a lot of selfishness yeah. out there. I mean, let's be real. I agree, but I mean, like, even not to be, like, in a big debate about it, but even in some people's selfishness, it's because they married someone that's a natural pleaser. So it may be their selfishness, but they're so, that person's so eager to please them, they're okay with doing it. So. It's still a dynamic, more or less. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to talk about that on another episode. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'll keep my you, comments to myself. You can, you can be PC if you want to, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to call it like I see it. And there's a lot of selfishness. You know what I'm saying? As I've often said, you know, just to kind of dig into that a little bit, for a lot of these husbands, a lot of the action that they get is a direct result of their wife. In other words, your wife has opened up plenty of doors for you. So if you okay. can't even take three times a year, once every four months, where you go to a, a party or you set up a night where it's like, hey, baby, tonight it's about you. It's not about us finding a couple. It's not about me finding somebody that I like to. Tonight is about you. Like if you can't do that for your girl like three times a year, like like these like <laughs> Mr. Mocha said, that's just selfish to me, and I'm I'm always going to see it like that. 
I'm just always going to see it like that, you know. And I'm sure that there are people. I mean, I did would disagree, but I, 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 I mean, I, I did a lot of selfishness. I, I did, like I said in the beginning, I saw it like that in a very complete form. My viewpoint on it was adjusted where I do believe that there is selfishness, but then I also do, like Mr. Mocha said, there is that dynamic. Even when you're talk, looking at the, 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 the cuckold relationship where you have a husband who doesn't play at all because he's really derived the pleasure from his life and there's certain dynamics that they enjoy. Right. I know there are females who are truly like that. So I won't say that they're all selfish. Oh, no, not all. But I will say that there is selfishness. So I that's what made me adjust my thinking because in the beginning I was like, oh, obviously you're just fucking insecure. You know, which in a lot of cases, I was just saying that is there in a lot of cases that was like that. what was going on. Where I mean, I've actually me and Mrs. Mocha's laugh because, like, literally, I've had a guy look me right in my eyes and say, "Okay, well, here's the deal. I will play with your me and my wife will play with your wife, but you can't play with my wife." No, no, no. He said exact words. I, me, and my wife will play with your wife, and you can watch. Was what he said. <laughs> and. My only response is, who the fuck do I look like to you? Do I look like the kind of guy that's going to, I don't even look like the kind of guy that's going to watch, you know? So at that point, like I, but you are, like, but you are to watch, you do, but you do watch. I, listen, I watch by choice. Well, yeah, but I'm no saying, one's going to dictate to me. No one's going to come and tell me, listen, I'm going to fuck your wife and you're going to watch. Like there's no one in the world who can say that to me. And me not laugh in his face and tell him to kick rocks with the shoes off. Like, it's not going to happen. No, Mr. Mocha doesn't like absolutely. to be told so, what to do. No, absolutely. So I guess the accurate statement would be, do I look like the guy who you're going to tell that I'm going to sit and watch? Because you do sit and yeah, watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I sit and watch by choice. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> I, I don't take... I don't take directives. Oh, I yeah, give no, directives. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, no, I'm not that dude you're going to tell to watch. And if I choose to watch, I'm going to park my ass right here and get the popcorn and watch. You know? So what I'm curious about is, so you meet, come over, you play pool. There's, there's immediate, you know, chemistry. You have the mindset, you know, by the time you meet her, you have already been in the swinging pool and kind of experienced that life and everything. And you said that, you know, you're you're a fair man, so you always knew that that's how you would roll, meaning, you you know, hey, if I'm going to play, she's going to play. Mm-hmm. But you had never, up to this point, it was all a theory in your mind. Like, you had never actually done it yet, right, at the time you met Mrs. Mocha. Oh, yeah. With your with your ex? Um, several of his exes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not wives, but several of his exes. I mean, uh, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I made I'm, the cut. <laughs> like I know what I want. Mm-hmm. That that's one of the things that that I, I I told Mrs. Mocha, and that was one of the things that probably probably made her more most secure in our relationship. I always know what I want. I always have an agenda. That's who I am. And you never lied. I'm not confused about what I want. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I experienced his lifestyle. And I knew after being in the lifestyle for so long before her and I met, by the time I met her, I was already very experienced in the lifestyle. I'd experienced pretty much every aspect of the lifestyle. I've been in the lifestyle as a couple. I've been in the lifestyle as a single guy at that point. 
And for me, if I was going to be with a person, they had to be in a lifestyle because to me at this point, the lifestyle itself is, is a sexuality. It's not just something that is, it's not just like this, this thing. It's, you have some people who are straight, some people are gay, some people are bisexual. And I think that if you are truly in a lifestyle, lifestyle is a sexuality. Mm-hmm. So you can't ask someone to change their sexuality. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that being said, I wasn't going to put myself into a relationship or into a situation where I was trying to conform to something that I'm not going to be, especially if I'm seeing her as a, a potential person to spend at that time, a, a person who I could potentially spend time with and enjoy. So probably second date, I put it out there. You like, he actually didn't put it out there. He, he did, but he asked me like what my fantasies were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is up with this dude? What? <laughs> no dude ever had asked me that. And I'm vanilla as hell at this point in page. time. And I'm like, fantasies? Shit, I don't even know. (laughs) You know, you don't tell the shit that's outside of your head or that's inside your head to somebody else that you just met. So I thought there was something maybe wrong with him. So so, (laughs) so how how did you, I mean, did it take you a while to answer that question or were you able to tell him in that moment? At first, because I'm very much a people pleaser, I told him, I think I made up a fantasy that I thought he would want to hear. I'm dead serious. I'm being so honest right now. Um, but then after, yeah, but I didn't care. I mean, we were like barely together. So. I mean, she, I, I appreciated the fact that she tried, but I did see through it and it was like, okay, well, let's try again. Yeah. So he, he asked me several times after that and I, and after, you know, months of conditioning, after months of conditioning, he finally got some real answers out of me. And that was when we decided to, we decided to play with uh, another chick, I think. Yeah. We played with another chick and then uh, a dude and, you know, we went from there. Were you afraid at all? Because you said you played with a girl first. Because that, obviously that's a very common fantasy as far as a guy with his girl and another girl, were you at all reluctant to do the guy thing? Like, did you have thought in the back of your mind at all? Like, well, what if he doesn't really like that? You know, what if he's just saying that, uh, do you have any like internal doubt that, okay, yeah, he's going to freak out or, cause I mean, most of us are used to dealing with jealous people, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of, a lot of the wives that I talk to, when their husband first brings it up, there's that doubt of well, what if he just thinks he wants that? You know, what if I do it and he freaks out and gets mad at me and throws it in my face? And so did you have any of those thoughts or did you completely buy in from the first time he told you? With the girl thing, um, I actually cried. Let's be 200% honest because that was our very first experience. (laughs) Um, Just because it was new Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't like what I expected. And I wasn't as biased as I thought I was, I guess. So it was just different, you know, different seeing your guy fucking another chick. Yeah. Like, uh, especially if that's the first time that happened to me in my life. Then once we got to 
the guy, I was very much, um, yes, I I was very nervous. I was worried that he was going to be jealous or like. So what was it that convinced you or what was it that sold you on the idea of, oh, okay, he is really into this. He, He does really like this. I'm sorry, you might have to edit that. Say that again, my headphones just went out. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm sorry. sorry. No, I said, what was it that, that finally convinced you that, oh, okay, he is wired this way? Like, as crazy as it may seem, him watching me with another guy really does turn him on. Like, how long did it take for you before you actually, like, were able to buy into that and believe it and not be skeptical of it? Uh, probably by the second time that I fucked his friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the first time was a, a lot of nerves, but then I, like I said, it was, it was more nerves. I was more n- nervous because he walked out of the room. So I didn't know if he was like upset or if he was like actually leaving the room because the guy was having a hard time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was a little nerve wracking. And then, the second time I did it, I think I went in like a champ. Is that correct, Mr. Mocha? Uh, I believe it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, you're very comfortable. Didn't you now. have a threesome? Didn't yeah. You have a threesome with a female before you had? I did. I did. That was pretty bad. Yeah, because you said you hadn't had one before. With you. Oh, uh, no. Sorry, you said you had never had one before, period. With you. Well, I know. <laughs> well, now we specified the first time. Really okay, so the very first time was with my ex-husband, and it was a really terrible experience. It was with like a coworker, and she was super biased. So we went and did that, and he got upset because I was too. He got upset and actually left because he said that I was too into the girl and not him. Oh, so I guess that doesn't really count. We'll just say that. <laughs> I didn't count that one. <laughs> See, that, that, would kind of that, that one gets put in the archives. Like, no, that one didn't really count. Yeah. You actually be surprised how many guys, who, how many guys have that same issue. They think that, well, the first time their girl was with another girl, they're just going to be all over him like in the porno. But it's the first time she was with a girl, so why would she not pay more attention to a girl? She's been getting dick her whole life. And so a lot of guys, well, insecure guys have an issue with that. So, or they, they have that issue. It's like, she wouldn't, she wouldn't spend any time with me. It's like, dude. I think it's like rookie season too, because I, like I said, I cried the first time that we played with a girl together. And then, uh, I mean, I was fine after that because we had several more threesomes with girls after that. And I was okay. And truth be told, I expected that reaction out of her. So, I mean, as far as her crying? It was okay. Yes. Now, did you cry? I'm just kind of curious. Did you cry in the moment or you just mean you cried afterwards? I plead the fifth. Fuck you, Mike. Fuck you. We don't plead the fifth when it comes to this podcast. <laughs> um, so, okay. Oh, God. I should have taken note. Um. Yes, it was like actually in the moment. And I, I'll just be honest. It was actually a girl like that he kind of like dated before me. 
which was probably not the, the best choice. Yeah. See, Mr. Mocha, probably not a good choice. I'm still salty. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Hey, it wasn't a good choice, but she still married me. How about yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, like, I think it was all fun. Like, he was fucking both of us equally, like, going in. I mean, it was like a long time before I got upset, but then she was like riding his dick and they were like, it was almost like they were making love mm-hmm. and like making out and this, that and the other. And I, I didn't know what to do. Like I'm sitting off to the side and like, I'm like, okay, what do I do now? So I was like pissed when I get pissed off, I cry <laughs> so, <laughs> at a certain level of pissed off. So I was like, I started putting my clothes on and just said, okay, fine. And I was like, you guys are really into each other. So I'm just going to go. I did. How long had you been together at this point? She didn't leave. No, I didn't leave. I left the next morning, though, because it was weird sleeping in the bed with you and her. Yeah. No. <laughs> How long had so. you been together when this happened? Mm, maybe like three or four months. I think it was longer than that. No, it was not. Because we started talking about it from the very, very beginning. And you said, Yeah, I'm no good with timelines. So I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm like you go think her. we've Whatever been together said, like two years. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. So. Um, it was like three or four months. It was very, very early. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the threesome with the guy and then he took me to trap. And after we went to trap, I think I was pretty good. There was maybe like one other time that I had a moment, but I didn't cry that time. I just kind of said something crazy. So you would say that, have said. that when you guys went to trap, that was pretty much when you hit your stride. Like, okay, I got this. It's good. I'm secure in my position in his life. This is fun. I enjoy it. You know, because in the beginning you were talking about how you were this, you know, not that you were vanilla, but everything was in your mind. Like you hadn't really actually done anything yet. And so you meet Mr. Mocha. Yeah. And he starts unlocking all of these doors and all of these desires and fantasies and things start coming out. So was it that trap experience that kind of got you comfortable? Like, oh, okay, I can do this. No, it was before then. Yeah, it was before then. I don't really unlock doors. I kind of kick them in. Yeah, he kind of just, I had, I I can say it on here, but I had some sugar daddies. I guess I was going to say it. I had some sugar daddies. So, when we met. So he like coached me on how to talk to some of my sugar daddies and I would go hang out with them and he would want to hear about every single detail of the experience. And we were also fucking other people while we were, you know, dating, obviously he, and he that, would that was come one of the things that I kind of put out there very early that I am having sex with other people. And I'm going to continue to have sex with other people. So you should continue to have sex with other people. And and I was not sad about me. it. <laughs> you said you were because not what to about me, it? I was not sad about that. I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I won't have to lie to you about it. <laughs> and that was the thing I explained her in the very beginning. Like, for me, love comes, like, honesty is before love. I can't love you if I don't trust you. If you can't tell me something that you think is going to make me mad or hurt my feelings, we'll never get along. And this is, this is probably for another side, another podcast, but everything comes down to conditioning. In order for me to 
in order to get her into her comfort zone, it's kind of like military. You have to tear down all the bullshit that she learned, that society's taught her, that her parents taught her, and rebuild her in a different way. It's okay to it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to feel these ways. It's okay to desire these things. You know, because I mean she in in vanilla life, even now, if you met her in the in the vanilla world, you would totally not believe that she was the same person. She's just fucking Mary Poppins, super mom, super professional at work. She's just you would just never know. So are you saying I'm not professional in lifestyle? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, you're a whole professional. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I, I, he, like he said, he conditioned me well. He, we would fuck and he would tell, he would tell me to tell him about the guy that I'd fucked like the day before or whatever. And the first like few times, it was probably like the lamest story he's ever heard in his life. I'm like, yeah, so he stuck his dick in me and I stuck there for a second and he came, then I went home. That was like the, I was not a, I was not a sex author in in any way, shape or form. Um, but like he did that type of stuff way before we even like played with the girl mm-hmm. or with the other dude. So like all of that stuff, I was so comfortable with him by the time that we got to the guy I mean what I only held back because it was a reality at that point just like we, I've said a few times before it's easy to say things and feel things in fantasy because it makes your dick harder it makes your pussy wet but if once it comes down and you actually have to physically do it or see it mm-hmm. it's a game changer oh, for some people they're like oh hell no I, I can't do that or fuck yeah let's do that again you know it, I don't really think, in my opinion, there's not a lot of in between, but yeah, we digress. So, Miss Mocha, let me. Yeah, I mean, he was. I have a, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of wives that, that listen to this podcast and, you know, they wonder, you know, they struggle in the beginning because it's, you know, I guess it's that whole, uh, as it's referred to, the Madonna whore complex in the mm-hmm. sense of, you know, he says he wants this, but if I open that door and I walk through it, what happens if he sees me differently? What happens if he does see me in this light and doesn't love me? And, and they and they worry about these things. So I'm just kind of curious if you could explain to my listeners, primarily my female listeners, what it's like to have a man who loves you that completely, you know, where he encourages your fantasies and and supports your fantasies and supports your sexual expression and and indulges everything that you want to do and loves all that about you because as we all know when we grow up and what we see on tv and in movies and things like that men don't want to marry women like that men will fuck women like that but society says men don't want to marry a slut so what would you I say? I call the bullshit on that. I don't even want to fuck. I don't even want to fuck a chick that's not a slut. <laughs> so what is that like though? When when not so much now, but when when you first realized it, when you first realized that okay, I'm this way, and he loves it, and he loves me, and he cherishes me, and he encourages me, and 
you know, I can go out there and do all of these things. Like, what was it like when you finally realized? Because it's one thing when y'all are just kicking it and dating. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And doing these yeah. Things, but it goes to a different level when you start throwing around that L word and you see that his behavior has not changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 you know, I've talked to a number of people and a number of women and, you know, in the beginning, the guy's got no problem, whether it's sharing them or calling them a slut or treating them like a slut and anything like that. But once the real feelings get involved, then things start to change and he's not sharing them as often. And you know what I'm saying? Like things just start to change. So I'm just kind of curious what it was like for you when even after love came into the picture, things didn't change, like not scaling back. Like he still wanted you to do these things. He still enjoyed seeing you with other men, even when you knew that he loved you. What, what was it? How, would, how, would, how did that feel? I mean, that was refreshing. I had a really um, shitty relationship before him. So he was always like a breath of fresh air. So it just made it that much better that I could be two people, I guess, more or less. During the daytime, like you said, I'm professional at my job. I'm a good mom. I'm always happy doing stuff. But then at night, he still encouraged me like, be the biggest hoe I want to be. I mean, he, I could say he, I think I've said it on another one of our episodes that he's, he basically made me who I am today. I don't want to be all corny and stuff, but (laughs) 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 I don't want him to get a, get a big head, but I mean, he, he, he always encourages me. Yeah. He always encourages me to communicate which was very very hard for me in the beginning not not even just with sexual stuff just everything in general I was a terrible communicator and I mean I guess to anybody out there it's a great feeling he's the best thing that's ever happened to me I can tell you that I'm not going anywhere (laughs) um anytime soon anyways I told him yeah, yeah. I did tell him that when when he's like really old, though, I might have a really hot pool boy that I might fuck every once in a while if he was okay with it. Okay with it. I'm gonna fucking hire the guy. I'm dead. But <laughs> wish I could pour one now so I can get a break every once in a while. I I can say that just to give a little bit of advice, but like, even ha- just have the hard conversation. If it's something that you're like afraid to talk about, it's probably something they're afraid to talk about too. Because Mr. Mocha, I mean, he still shocks me to this day sometimes with some of the things that he says and not in a bad way, just like fantasies and different things that we both have opened up about. So sometimes the hard, the hardest conversations are the best conversations to have. That's, 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 that's great advice. I got a question for you, Mr. Mocha. I know, I know you said that, you know, you, you shared exes and you had kind of been in a lifestyle and everything like that. I'm just wondering, have you, had you ever up to when you were with Mrs. Mocha prior to that, had you ever shared a woman who you loved as much as you love her? Well, I mean, at this point, I've, uh, no, I mean, it's, 
you know, I've never shared a woman as much as I love her, but I uh, just got to kind of ask, you know, have, we've gotten to a place that's being in our relationship. It's not fair to try to compare the love I have for her with any other relationship I've been into up to this point. So that question wouldn't really be because before we were at the point where we are now, we started off before I was deep in love with her. I started her from the very beginning because I couldn't get to this point in love with her if she wasn't going to embrace my lifestyle. You know, there, it, it would make no sense for me to start a journey, a, a sea voyage with a person who was seasick all the time. Right. It would make no sense. So first I got to make sure you, you actually have sea legs, you know? So with her, it was before I was in love with her, we started the journey, you know? So I mean, that it was a lot easier because we didn't, I guess for, for me, it was a lot easier because we started when we didn't really have feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. So once we had feelings for each other, it was like, well, this is already a part of our life. So like, why would we not do it? Yeah. We just had chemistry. We didn't, we weren't, we weren't at that place, but to me, why would I wait until we're at that place to, to, to start it? And a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, she's still a little crazy. I like it like that. <laughs> that was a lot of crazy when you met me. <laughs> but, I mean, she with her, I just saw I saw potential. You know, I saw raw potential. Is the best way I can describe it is, you know, you got to imagine when Customado first saw Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. You know, he saw this kid with all this potential. I mean, he couldn't pick another. He couldn't have picked another kid and and turn him into Mike Tyson because Mike Tyson had the raw talent. He, he was natural. When I met her, she just had, she had the, the raw talent and she had all of the qualities that I, up to that point, realized I was missing. I, you and I have talked before and you know that every time you do something, the goal for the next time is to do it better. So through all the, the relationships I had, the different women who I had, who I dealt with in the lifestyle, each time it's like, okay, well, I can see where I went wrong. I can see why it didn't work. So when I saw her, it's like, wow, you know, we've got chemistry. She's, she's got desire. She's got the fire. She's, she's got the sexual energy. She's got the intellect. She's got the compassion. She has all of these qualities. So now I can mold that. I can mold that in a way that it benefits her and it benefits me. You know, she was, she was a wild animal when I first met her. I was crazy, but you definitely had your own crazy, own set of crazy. Oh yeah. Matt. You uh, calm, you calm down a lot. Mrs. Mocha definitely calmed me down a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, before her, I was very rigid. Yeah. I, there like, was, there was no, well, there's some there was no bending. Rigid. <laughs> That's why yeah. they like you because you're rigid. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but it was like, <laughs> it was super extreme when I met him because I would have to look at him and be like, you can't say that to people. <laughs> He's like, oh, why not? I always say that stuff. Well, you probably shouldn't say that. different kind of rigid, but that, that joke just didn't work. <laughs> oh, the penis. Sorry. I'm on a whole nother level. <laughs> Listen, you managed to make Mrs. Mocha serious. You better yeah, no, keep right. it going see how long it can last. Oh, God. Yeah, this, this is, this I was is, trying to do good. This is foreign. Yeah, this is foreign territory. So, one of the things that I find uh, interesting ab- about your dynamic, and um, it's one of the ways that I've, I've bonded with, with Mr. Mocha, because like I said, I, I always kind of keep my eyes open for something because I don't see it very often. And that is the fact that in addition to being a stag vixen couple, Mr. Mocha is also a bull at, within the lifestyle. So I'm curious to hear from Mrs. Mocha, what does that aspect of your relationship, your dynamic, like what, what does that represent to you? Like, how do you feel about that? Oh, I encourage it. I think it's hot as fuck. Like, seriously, I, I like it. I like that he can go dominate some chick and then come home to me because it, then he's even more turned on because then he goes full on Mandingo on me. <laughs> so it only benefits. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> he, it only benefits me that he goes and does it. And he still like tells me about it. And I mean, that's definitely something I would, I like that we are, are diverse. I guess is what I should say. Mm-hmm. We're, but I love that he's a bull. I I like that. I like that name. I guess, you know. And he's been. We used to do like, we still do sometimes, just not as often. But we used to do the whole like sub dom dom thing and like daddy baby girl stuff and all that other stuff. And because we had so many kids in the house at one time, <laughs> it just wasn't. Um, feasible to do that anymore so the fact that he could go out and do that to someone else like he would come home a different person like not stressed out like it was great and again then I got the benefits at the end Mm -hmm. because he I think one of the very short list of rules we have is that he always has to fuck me last don't be too tired. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, she don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. You're going to give me the dick. <laughs> hey, you, you remember that the, the comment we talked about you, you posting earlier with the, the, uh, the MMA fighter uh-huh. on Twitter. Yeah. That, that was after I had fucked somebody and she didn't give a shit. And she was like, Psh. Oh, so that's why you that, that's, she doesn't care. <laughs> she gives, she, she has no mercy at all whatsoever. She, you know, she wants to dig. But it's just like we talked about before. Like she wants to reclaim. The yeah. Dick. You reclaim your dick. That's your dick. You show that dick who's boss after, even if he went out <laughs> and had the best fucking night of his life with somebody else or five, somebody's somebody else's. Lay it on him. Now, now, for the record, that is the first time that has ever been uttered on my podcast. For all the episodes what, that I've what? done, reclaiming the dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because usually it's the husband. You reclaim my pussy. Yeah, usually it's, but that, that's that been said before. Like, usually it's the husband's talking about the reclaiming. This is the first time it's the wife talking about, no, I'm reclaiming the dick. <laughs> 
You remember I told you about me being fear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, there's a lot of things that, that was one of the things that, you know, I had, I told her early, early on. Because, you know, there's growing pains and, you know, there's time where we have conflict about different things as we grow. A lot less than most couples that we, that we coached. Um, but it was that feeling of, well, when you go play with somebody, I want, I want you to fuck me afterwards. And so I don't have a problem with her wanting that, but the question is why? And everything that we do, anything that she says, she asked me for, I wanted her to know, why do you feel this way? Because for her and for a lot of women, not just women, a lot of people, they don't deal with the emotions and they're afraid to say why they feel that way. So for me, I don't care. I'm going to say it. I'm going to let you go get some dick, but when you come home, I'm going to rinse your pussy out with my cum. I'm reclaiming my pussy. Oh my God. So don't feel bad. <laughs> don't, don't, don't jump his business. So we're don't recording. feel bad. We're recording. Don't jump him just yet. Don't jump him just yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I told her it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay. You know, when I go out and I play, for you want to come and reclaim what's yours. That's okay. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel like you have to explain it. The only reason she has to explain it to me and the only reason I'm, I gave her pushback is because she didn't have a, she, when she didn't have an explanation as to why I have to do it because she was afraid to say that. But once we, we opened up and said, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. Oh, she, she's reclaiming the dick. There's no question. I mean, I think, Splash this year is the first time in a very long time that we didn't fuck at all. Yeah. <laughs> we fucked so many other people that uh, we didn't frequently. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we did not fuck so many Mr. other people. Mocha, you definitely got your share of a JJ. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't because we so many people mrs mocha how many dicks you get it was like com- com- combined y'all probably it was played like about, three combined y'all probably played about what like 25 times mr mocha played what like three Boom. <laughs> I, I, played I like only five. played three times <laughs> the first day <laughs> you mean within the first two hours right <laughs> That's it. no no I, the first two hours i was kind of chill and then i didn't know the dicks were gonna just like start showing up early so i had to like yeah, I had to do something. I couldn't just be in the you room. My question: How many dicks did you get to splash? Five. Twenty. Okay, twenty. I got twenty. Are you just are you, are you just mm-hmm. rounding? Are you just rounding down? No, I really got twenty. <laughs> that was the number. It might have been twenty-two, but I'm I was not about sure. to say, like, how, how did no, you just happen to land on twenty? Like, who lands on twenty? <laughs> That was my goal. It was my goal. So I know that I hit my goal, which was 20, but I don't, I think that there are a few extra in there. No, you got, it was 20. No, because a few, you know, at some point in time I was in that couple's room and some other oh, dude yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. came in. So, but yeah. <laughs> That's such a, I, I just love that statement. Yes, yeah, some other guys came in. Like, yeah, I I couldn't tell you half of their name. What's yeah, yeah. the DMX song? No, it was 
Oh, oh you think about it? He's like rattling off names for like half the song. Yeah, he was like about three Kims. <laughs> and Tina. I don't know anyone. I didn't know everybody's name. I tried to make a list. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. I I don't. You put it this way. You you definitely made a hell of a first impression on me. Just watching you that whole weekend, you know, it was it was it was something to behold. That's for damn sure. You know, but I mean, that was you know one of the things that kind of jumped out to me rather immediately about you two was I was like, wow, these they're they're so fucking comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like I like the whole weekend, I never felt from either one of you you know, any kind of, because sometimes you'll feel that energy of, like, if a husband can't find his wife, you know, you can you can kind of, even if he's doing a good job of masking it, you can feel that mm-hmm. little bit of frustration in his energy. You know, like, no, nah, she's still over there, you know, kind of thing. And whenever you weren't around and I was talking to Mr. Mocha about you, you know, hey, she's off fucking somewhere else. And he was just so happy about it. You know, but he didn't tell you why did he? What? Why he was so did he happy? tell you why he was so happy about it? <laughs> no. Well, why don't you tell us? Why was he so happy? Cause you're not just telling me. You're Cause telling I had my, my listeners. So why was he so happy? Cause I had my whole gang with me. <laughs> I had like, I think like what, there were like 10 of my regulars there. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So, oh. like, there was always somebody there to make to make me comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I, so to let me let me yeah, yeah. That better. Go ahead. So, with all the guys that we know well there, because I like for her to be able to roam free, because as you know, she's a social butterfly. Absolutely. So I told all the guys, listen, if you see her, just check on her. There's enough of us here. Mm-hmm. To make sure she's always comfortable and always feels safe. And every step I took, and hell, you actually jumped in on it where I go 20 feet and somebody be like, oh, yeah, she's over there or she's down there or she's doing this. Well, yeah, and I was with Mike at the pool for a little while too. So, you know, he, now, there was always somebody there that I was comfortable with. Because with her, for me, everything is always about her safety. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always about her being able to, as long as she's safe. I want her to, I want to give her the freedom to, to run wild. And that's because I like to have the freedom to run wild. I can't ask her to give me anything that I'm not willing to give to her. You know, I don't, I don't want to live with a person who hasn't experienced the things that I've experienced on the levels that I've experienced them because how can you truly be my partner and truly understand me? Think about how many times you and I have had conversations about our upbringing mm-hmm. and the level that we relate on. How can I relate to my wife if I've fucked a countless amount of women and I've had all these sexual experiences and she's had two? How can she relate to me? Oh, we <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> So, like I said, you you guys have been you know on on the show before, and you know some of my listeners, you know, I've, I've said before that you guys have your podcast, which is O Faces. But why don't you kind of 
you know, for those who haven't heard you before, what what is O Faces? It's our podcast. <laughs> I, I said that. Part. I, I think he said that. But what is O Faces? So, so, like, explain to my listeners what O Faces is. Like, what can they expect when they listen? I think we put out a, a good bit of information for newbies. So, to understand O Faces, so O Faces, obviously, you know, your orgasm face. Mm-hmm. Um, we originally started the podcast just because we had so many people and so many couples coming to us, asking us questions, just like, Hey, these are the challenges that we have. And are these the questions that we have? And then we also felt like there were so many people out there who did the lifestyle incorrectly. A person comes to the lifestyle for the first time. They meet a couple who gives them bad information. And now instead of them, enjoying the lifestyle the way they wanted to, or they imagined it, they're enjoying it through the eyes of another couple who isn't really enjoying it. So we just, you know, we said, Hey, we should, we should do a podcast. I mean, we talked about doing a podcast for years, probably three, three, Uh, four years before we actually did it. We had a lot of people that would text or call or when they met us out, like we didn't even know that we were their first experiences, but they were like, that was the best experience. You guys gave us good information. This and the other, like most of our, there's so many people we've had on our podcast that told us on our podcast that we were their first experience or well, you guys told us this and it worked. So that was the podcast for us was an ability. It, 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 gave us a chance to offer multiple things. Number one, the lifestyle was supposed to be fun. Number two, the lifestyle for every individual or every couple is unique to your desires. You don't have to do it the way someone else says do it. And then number three, it's supposed to be pleasurable and it is a lifestyle. And so, I mean, we just, we just threw that all in there. The fact that, you know, we host parties, we've done so much just in our community. We have a lot of knowledge that we would like to share on top of some slutty things for me. I like to share some slutty things. Her energy, her energy is, is something that it's taken a long time to get her to really put her energy into the podcast, even though for the energy you think you see, you hear in the podcast, she's probably got twice that amount in real life. Oh, no, I've you seen know, it. so, <laughs> oh, you've seen it. Yeah. You've definitely seen it. I can, I can attest. I try I can, to keep it. I can testify. I try to keep it like a little, a little softer on the, on the actual podcast because I know that I because I got to edit it and there's stuff that I, I have to edit that. from her. Like we, I have to edit some of her antics out. <laughs> that's true. When we first got into lifestyle, I, I, Mr. Mocha and quite a few other people told me that was very intimidating. 
Um, and I, again, I'm like a natural people pleaser, so I didn't want to intimidate anyone by anything. But I, I realized later on it wasn't because I was like an overwhelming person. It was because um, I don't want to brag on myself. People, she's so happy confident. in general. People always thought she was fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, she's the person at the party getting everybody naked. She's the first one to be naked. I just want you to have she's as much fun one, as I'm yeah. having. It makes the vibe of the party and like the scene just that much better if we're all on, you know, kind of the same level. Yeah. I mean, she's just, just happy. You know, she's always just happy and she's full of energy. So, you know, we go back to what you said, starting the podcast, we wanted people to be able to understand what the lifestyle was about. We wanted people to be able to enjoy the lifestyle on the level that we enjoy it on. And we also, since we've coached, we've coached a lot of couples and even singles, it was a way of offering information to a large number of people at one time by answering the questions that we get asked most. And that is, you know, everything from single, single males, single females, couples, um, whether it be Stag Vixen, you know, full swap, saw swap, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time over the last, I mean, especially probably eight years. I mean, we've been in a lifestyle for 11, but the last eight years, we spent lots of time talking to people and trying to, because people reach out to us. So the podcast was a great way to just get that information out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want I always try to be realistic about about the lifestyle and, and, and everything that we deal with and everything. And, you know, from having met you guys and spent time with you guys, I know you guys have a great thing you know, going on. And you're a wonderful representation of what the lifestyle can be and should be, in my opinion. But I also know that, you know, real real life happens to us all. And with that being said, have you ever experienced, like in your time together, have there been rough patches? And if so, how did you work through them? Because people are going to encounter rough patches, and I want people to know that it, it's okay. Like, like you can get through them. So have you guys experienced any rough patches? Um, I can say that I can say that our rough patches consisted more of vanilla things but not really any lifestyle stuff. We've had our like fair share of little like side discussions, but we've never had really any like. Yeah, our challenges have been, I mean, we, we've had our challenges, but it's never, we've never had a moment where we're like, oh, we're getting out of the lifestyle. Mm-mm. We've taken breaks, but it's like, it was because of. Yeah, it wasn't because we decided to take a break. Yeah. It's like we, we wake just up. just couldn't do anything anymore. You know, we wake up one, one day and be like, we haven't done anything in lifestyle in like a month. Yeah. You know, like what's going on? It's just, you know, kids work. Mm-hmm. But I would say, I would say we've had. Yes, but I don't, I don't think the kind of rough patches that. That made us stop. Yeah. Or that most people would consider a rough patch. We've had, I can say, for example, we've had maybe like an argument before I was supposed to have a play date. But we didn't like to be 
and it wasn't about yeah it wasn't about games. whatever was happening yeah it was usually about the kids or the dog yeah <laughs> that's a true story yeah, we only ever fight about the kids or the dog <laughs> so <laughs> um it, so like I went into the play date just feeling a little like off because then I got there and then we got home and I got home and like we talked about it or like vice versa but we've never like I can't I don't want to say like we have this like perfect perfect relationship we just it's the way we communicate. Yeah. It, like if I don't like something in lifestyle, I say it, but that's, it, it, it may be like, I guess I can give this as another example. There's been a few times that we've needed like a reconnect because we've had kids life. Um, and we just, instead of like taking a break to do something for just us, we, well, like, oh, well, let's go to trapeze or let's do, um, you know, let's have a party or whatever the case may be. And there's been a few times that I've just had to step back and tell Mr. Mocha, like, hey, I, I need like just us mm-hmm. because we, we both love lifestyle. And it wasn't that we were like having an argument about anything, but there are, there were a few times that we just, we had a disconnect, but we didn't know it was a disconnect. Yeah, especially like when we were hosting a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there was times where we would literally be hosting. Working. I mean, like yeah. we we'd have something in a trap. We have some for SDC. We have some for a different a different mm-hmm. group. We'd have you know people who were doing parties and wanting us to come or help us help them promote it. Mm-hmm. You know, or, and then on top of that, it's like, you know, Mrs. Mocha would, you know, she scheduled a play date or, you know, we had a a couple that we we're supposed to hang out with. And it was just like, we're kids and something that was never really just focused on us. And then it would kind of get to the place where we weren't enjoying it. We weren't enjoying the lifestyle as much because we enjoy each other but we weren't getting that together time. Mm-hmm. And then we're both, we both kind of have this thing where it's like, okay, we know we want to do this, but I don't want to tell her like, <laughs> excuse me. I don't want to say, Hey, you sure you don't want to, you want to cancel that play date? Or she don't want to tell me, Hey, you want to cancel the play date? Yeah. And finally, you know, we'll just, you know, she'll come and say, you know, daddy, can we, you know, just do something. I'm like, yeah, thank God. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I just, and, and sometimes it takes us like getting, I guess I have, I start thinking about it more than he does. And I will get to the point where I get a little whiny <laughs> because I'm like, I mean, and I don't even know what's wrong with me. And then I realize, like, dang, we literally haven't done anything together in like four weeks, you know? And I have to just, tell him like, Hey, we just need to do something. We need to, we have to do something together because there was, you know, a few points in time where we were playing with other people, but we weren't even like really fucking each other that much. And again, we, we were, but we, we were always fucking each other that much, but for it, me, was, <laughs> it, wasn't that yeah, it wasn't as much for it her wasn't every day where it was, <laughs> you know, we may play with a couple and then afterward her and I fucked but that didn't count because it wasn't just her and I fucking because before it would be okay. Well we play and then we play with a couple, then we play again 
So it'd be, if it was one of those things where like, okay, we just played with a couple, then we played by ourselves. And the next day it was just us. Her, 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 what she counts is just us playing is not the same thing as what most people count as just us playing. So. <laughs> I don't want to hear your bullshit, okay? <laughs> I love your penis. I love well, your I'm penis. I'm glad you like you. Glad you like the old man. It makes me happy. You better like it because he can't change it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You yeah. What you got? So, one of the things I'm curious about, Ben, is you guys have been doing this for a minute, and you're both. Uh, I, w- I would definitely classify you as pretty prolific players. Um, have you ever had, for either one of you, have you ever had a situation where someone liked you a little too much? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hard yes. <laughs> so you both have um, you, Have you both dealt with that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, with, in the beginning, like... Single males, single females, and couples. We've mm-hmm. had couples who liked us as a couple too much. Like, we... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we've... Jeez. We've, yeah, we've had a few people piss on our legs a lot of times. Yeah, of <laughs> okay, wait, 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 back up, back up, back up. What term did you use for that? <laughs> piss, piss on our legs. Like you know, to territory. territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. so you've been I'm from the South. That's what we say. You've been, <laughs> you've been fire hydranted, you know, <laughs> treated like a fire hydrant? Yes. Yes. There's been a, like you said, couple of few. singles. Um, I've had men say that they miss me and like. Why, why haven't you called me? Or Yeah, like getting weird i'm like oh, we're out in public and they're like you know oh why, why aren't you giving me attention oh yeah that like, was crazy like dude she's my wife and i'm letting her dance naked on the bar and i'm not in her way why why do you think she's gonna come and and give you attention yeah yeah he was definitely like mad about that. it was just a, it was someone i played with a few times and he like had a whole conversation with me like after the party we were at and just said like well you just weren't giving me any attention and I was so shocked I was like what (laughs) (laughs) I was not even touching my husband the whole night and you wanted me to hug on you never in life like if I'm I guess for both you know how she is at a party yeah but I guess I got got, got the small sampler plate (laughs) right and I I guess if you I'm just not, we're not looking for anyone to love. We love each other. Right. So, but yes, that's, Mr. Mocha's had that happen several times where women get very possessive of him. Um, We've had a few, not, we haven't had any major encounters where anybody's like, you know, done anything super crazy, but I actually let him start talking to like vetting the single males that I talked to for a while because I was just starting to get like really crazy messages. Cause I think I'm just naturally like a nice person. And in my mind, like we're having a friendly conversation cause you're my friend, but I guess in their mind, it was like, Oh, this chick is like really into me and she likes me. But then Mr. Mocha had to explain to me too, that sometimes because at that time when that was happening, he was traveling a lot. So I was meeting a lot more guys out on my own. 
Um, and he was saying that, you know, a lot of times some guy, the guys think that what you have at home is inferior, I guess, is the way that he put it. Yeah. Because they'd never met him. They didn't know. They just thought he was this guy and he's letting his wife go out and hang out with other dudes. She must be fine. You know, like he must, there must be something wrong with them. But clearly, once they, they met him, that, that yeah, they that definitely changed once he started betting them more. So, no, that's that's yeah, that's it's it's definitely. And 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 Mr. Mocha and I have had this 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 conversation, you know, with about guys and this lifestyle, and they're so used to playing with wives who. I guess from a from a from a from a physical standpoint, from a fucking standpoint, they can kind of feel superior to, whether it's the the actual case or not. That's how they feel. Like that's how they process the situation. And so when they find a couple like you, it it can it can kind of fuck with them a little bit because they they can't they can't lean into that. They can't use that as fuel or or, or use that mm-hmm. angle. And you know some guys mm-hmm. are able to deal with it and roll with it, and some guys that you can see it kind of fucks them up a little bit, you know? Um, but with that being said, you know, I have to be mindful of the time uh, when people are listening. And like you said several times during the episode, me and Mr. Mocha talk all the time. And, and like, I'm looking at the clock like, damn, time always goes by fast when I talk to this dude. Um, <laughs> you know, it does. It, it, and, you know, like I said, yeah. I talk all the time and I enjoy talking to the brother and, and you know, it, there's 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 definitely a kinship there, you know. And you know, it's I've I've, I've been to Splash twice, and in, the, in my eyes, I'm two for two. I mean, in the first year I went, I got hooked up with Dimitri, and then this year I went, I got hooked up with Mr. Mocha. You know what I'm saying? So two times, two extremely solid individuals, dudes that I'm happy to call my brothers. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a term that I throw around loosely. Like, in all seriousness, that is not a term that I throw around loosely. And and I mean it when I talk about you guys. Like, I'm extremely fond of you guys. I think you guys have, you know, you not only represent, but I feel like you epitomize what I enjoy about this lifestyle. And so anything I can do to get you guys out there and to get people to know your story and, and, follow you and listen to you and you know because i i think that they'll be a little bit better from listening to what the two of you, you know what i'm saying have to say um so but before i let you get out of here thank you what i always like to say is you have a lot of couples that listen to this podcast and they're they're trying to figure out can we do this is this for us can we make it work what would you say to those people that are that are having those kind of internal questions? Be willing to push boundaries and be uncomfortable, but within reason. Can you explain? I would definitely. Because there may be some people that are like, "Well, what does uh, that mean?" <laughs> um, you may be uncomfortable in the beginning seeing your significant other have sex with someone else. Mm -hmm. It may be like a a surreal feeling, but sometimes it's okay to like 
go back around if you think it's still like a fantasy that you want to go to just because you everybody was a rookie at one point in time and it's not always going to be an amazing experience the first time I mean, so just push your boundaries you know a little bit with what can't say with what you're comfortable with because you may not be comfortable with that, but it's it's okay to push them a little bit. Yeah, I think that. And then as, communicate about it. Exactly. As a couple, you come into it. If you communicate, you say, "Hey, this is there's this lifestyle. These are the things that we're interested in, and you have a place in your mind that you want to go to in the lifestyle." So you, you first have a destination. Okay, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to experience. On that journey from society's norms and being vanilla to the destination, which is enjoying yourself in the lifestyle, you're going to have to push past a lot of boundaries. It's like anything that you try to do. You, you will never be good at anything. You will never achieve anything without stepping outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. If you're lifting weights, you're not going to get stronger until you push your body. If you are going to school to learn how to be a physician, you're going to push your mind to the edge of its understanding and then you have to digest it. With this, this is learning how to manage your emotions and how to keep your eye on the prize. So when she says step outside of your comfort zone, you know where you want to be and you know what you've been taught your whole life. So everything about this should be outside your comfort zone because it's not like you can run outside and yell, Hey, we're going to become, we're going to get into the lifestyle because it's against societal norms. So, you know, it, it's, I mean, jealousy is natural. Animals get jealous. Mm -hmm. The dog gets jealous, you know? So it's, we all have the same emotions. It's just the way we manage them. And we also have to go into an understanding that we're going to have a moment. So let's embrace that moment together and break it down as to we, we decided we were going to try this. We knew we were going to feel some kind of way. We feel that way. Let's experience this emotion, whether it's jealousy, frustration, anger. We'll work through it together. Because that right there is where you're going to be stepping outside of your comfort zone. I see, we see it with couples all the time where the guy goes, oh yeah, yeah, I, I want you to, want you to fuck that guy. And then she does it. And the next day she, you know, she, she burns his toast and he's yelling about that instead of saying, hey, I'm really just frustrated because that was really a lot harder than I thought it would be. You made me uncomfortable because. Exactly. Right? That's why like boundaries are very important setting boundaries and just know that if, if or when you evolve, those boundaries will change at some point in time because you'll get more comfortable with certain things. But go in with very clear, I hate to say rules, but go in with yeah. very clear rules as to what you are and aren't okay with. Because if you go in and you're just like, we're going to be swingers, let's go fuck everybody. For some people that might work, but I would say that that's not the best way to go yeah, in. Yeah, you got you to start somewhere. That's just my opinion. <laughs> so. You got to start. Listen, 
your first day, after your second day of swim lessons, you don't try to swim in the ocean. Okay. It's, it's not what you do. You got to work up to it. Yeah. yeah you got to, you got to pace yourselves and kind of find your, you know, find your zone, you know, get your, get your, get your legs mm-hmm. up, under, get your legs up under you. And then it, I guess yeah. it's, it's better to have rules. And then as you get more comfortable, start to kind of dismantle those rules as opposed to going into it yeah. with no rules and having all kinds of stumbles and falls and arguments yeah. and, 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 and whatnot. So that's, that's definitely uh, very good advice. Well, too- you just don't know what you don't know. That's what the rules are there because you don't know what you don't know. You have no idea. So, Hey, I've never seen my wife kiss another guy. I've never seen my husband kiss another woman. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are intimate to you. So let's say, okay, we're going to start off day one. Go watching at trap. Go watching. And then, yeah. you know, we're not going to touch anybody. We're going to just watch it. Oh, that, that wasn't bad. So next time we're going to go there and, and we're going to dance on couples and grind on them. You know, okay, how'd that feel? Okay, so those rules are, those boundaries are put there and they come down as you've achieved the next level of comfort. So when you know, it's human nature to push boundaries. Yeah. Well, fantastic advice from two fantastic people. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and, and tidy this up. Like I said, my, my listeners are going to get to know you guys a lot because we're going to, we got a lot of collaborations planned and give it six months. They're going to be tired of you. They're going to be like, damn it, Mr. Mocha again. <laughs> I mean, like, like I'm gotta, not coming back. Like we got to balance this out. I was about to say, we got to balance this out, man. I gotta, we got to get Miss Mocha on here. Some to kind of balance it out. And, and everything, but, um, but now, nah, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm very fond of you guys. I love what you guys represent. And it's a, 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 a really, really sincere pleasure of mine to be able to, to tell your story and kind of give my listeners an idea of, 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 of who you guys are and, and what makes you stand out to me. I mean, my hope is that after listening to this, they get it. They're like, oh, okay, we can see why Michael likes these guys so much. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Um, we like you too. Yeah, well, look. Yeah, thanks me, for me, having me, us on. Smoking, not so much. <laughs> fuck you, Mike. Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck you too, man. <laughs> and you should let the listeners know that that's literally how they greet each other. <laughs> Mike and I talk every day and anytime she walks by and I'm on the phone with Mike she's like oh that's Mike fuck you Mike and he's like fuck you too it's yeah. from the meme yeah. it's from the meme yeah, that, that, fuck that, you Ezekiel yeah that, that's, a, that's a, a term of endearment for, yeah. for Mrs. Yeah, yeah. for Miss Mocha oh. and I um, <laughs> yeah. so with that, that thing said before I let you guys get out of here I just want to give a shout of appreciation to my Patreon supporters as I always say, and I'll never get tired of saying this, you guys are the fuel that make this whole engine go. Like, I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for uh, the support of you guys. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, like I always say, maybe this will be the, the episode that will uh, convince you to say, you know what, hey, we like what that Michael C. guy is doing. We'll, we want to support him. And see him continue doing what he's doing because we like what he's doing. Um, but, it, you know, if not, keep listening. You know, I, I enjoy having you guys listen. I enjoy getting all the feedback that I do. And with that being said, I am your host, Michael C. 
I want to thank my guests, Mr. and Mrs. Mocha, for joining me. And I will see you when I see you. Have a good one. Peace.